Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Young Me Mayor. And I'm Brian Park. As usual, we have an amazing guest for you. We do a lot of work to bring you the best Asian guests but possible. Bef- but before we <laughs> introduce them, let's do our Patreon shout outs. You know the drill. You know the drill. But for those of you who don't know the drill yet, Young Me and I, we have a Patreon if you like our content, please consider making a donation to our Patreon at patreon.com slash feelingasian. We offer exclusive benefits behind a paywall. But <laughs> <laughs> Just listening to our sloppiest, most chaotic dating stories. But at, so we offer different tiers. However, at the most fundamental tier, you get a shout out. <laughs> you get a shout out which is what we're doing now. But I just realized that the top tier, you get a stick and poke tattoo from me. (laughs) And the only two people that are in that tier is somebody, our friend, Justin and Brian's mom. (laughs) Oh my God, Brian, I have to give your mom a stick and poke tattoo. (laughs) I just realized whether she likes it or not. Yo, don't hate. My mom's a huge supporter of this podcast. And Did we're you tell grateful her that she must get a stick and poke from me? I haven't disclosed that to her yet. <laughs> I'm coming over. I'm coming over tomorrow. All right. So we're going to give you a shout out on the Patreon. And what that entails is young me and I will guess who you are based Which on your name alone. Based on your name and our psychic abilities. Are you ready for the first shout out, young me? Of course. So the first shout out goes to lawful adult level. Kaiwen Zo. Kaiwen Zo. How is Kaiwen spelled? K A I W E N. Oh. How is Zo spelled? <laughs> and we forgot to mention that if you make a donation to our Patreon, Young Me and I will dox you. His last name is. Zoe spelled Z-H-O-U. He lives on 1234 Maple Drive in Walnut (laughs) Creek, California. Can I ask you something? This might be like bad for me, bad, a bad sign. How do you know everyone's like gender? How did you know that was a male name or like a, do you know what I mean? Or were you just guessing? I was just guessing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because is that bad that I'm an Asian and I have literally no idea? It's. I, I don't think it's bad. Okay. If anything, it's bad that I'm assuming. Yeah. Cool. Cause like before you were like, I feel like you were right. Like I thought somebody was like, I feel like you have good psychic senses. For we're that. supposed to guess who Kaiwen Zoe is. Instead oh, you're sorry. grilling me. <laughs> no, I'm saying you're always right. Oh, Um. let's see. I, you know what I see? I see a haircut again. <laughs> you always see a haircut. It's like a, a long buzz cut. Like a, you know what I mean? A long buzz cut. Yeah. Like so a, just bu- someone who who is four weeks late to getting their no, usual on purpose, buzz though, cut. No, on purpose. Oh. A long but Like, you know when you get those clippers and you set it to the number four? Uh-huh. That's the hairstyle that I'm seeing. Oh. Hi, um, I also think this person grew up abroad, but went to international school. Okay. That's my guess for this person. Well, what's your guess? <laughs> Kaiwen Zhou goes to... University of Wisconsin Madison. Okay. And is the president of the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Club. Yes. I've totally yeah, yeah, I believe that. And he posts Instagrams of their recent geese that they've bought. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I can I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So Kaiwen, 
Let us know if we are right or completely off base. I feel like I'm really good at guessing the haircuts of people, though. <laughs> but in any case, thank you for your donation, Kaiwen Zo. Our second shout out goes to lawful adult level, Debbie U. Debbie, uh, Deb, Deb, Debbie U. I'm going to guess Debbie U is a nurse. Ooh, yeah. Nurse, Very big, essential worker Debbie, in these times. Debbie is a big nurse name. Big nurse name, Debbie U. I don't even think her name was Debbie. She just became a nurse and then changed it to Debbie. You know? She's like, uh-uh, I'm a nurse now. In a, in a former life, Debbie was Trisha. This is the thing about Debbies. Their name is Deborah, right? And they chose Debbie. Are you, are you laughing at them? No. It's just, it's a, it was a choice. That's all I'm saying. Debbie U, very caring, big nurse energy. Yeah, big nurse energy. Are we in consensus? Yeah. Okay. Debbie, thank you for your donation. And our last shout out for this episode goes to lawful adult level, one name, Marcella. Ooh, Marcella's such a hot name. It is a very hot name. Marcella. Marcella has like, remember last week we did uh, Monica? Marcella has like Monica energy, dark energy, Sagittarius energy. Marcella, they'd be nicer than Monica. Yeah. You know what? I'm changing. I think it's a big Libra energy. What if I guess people's astrological signs? Marcella's a Libra. Marcella is a Libra. Yeah. I'm trying to guess what Marcella does for work. Marcella is an actor. All right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel that. You're like, all right. (laughs) Yeah. No, I feel it. Yeah. Marcella's an actor. She's a Libra. She's an actor. Libra. Very hot. Absolutely crushing the game. I'm getting shy vibes. Mm, I'm not getting shy vibes. I'm getting Marcella. Marcella's probably been in an Apple commercial, but we just didn't know it yet. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Marcella, DM us, see who was right. Are you shy or are you an actor? <laughs> <laughs> because actors are never shy. No. They're the most confident. <laughs> Anyways, Marcella, thank you for your donation. Uh, And yeah, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And without further ado, should we introduce our guest this week? Yeah, I want to introduce our guest this week. Um, They were a former comedian. They're still a comedian, let's be honest. But uh, it's it's rough because there's no more. You never quit comedy. comedy. No, once you're a comedian, you're in prison forever. A comedian. That's so embarrassing. Once you're a comedian, you die a comedian. It's like, oh God, please no. That's what we're gonna say at your funeral. Um, Well, okay. So our guest this week is a comedian, but they also work in pharma. And then they also went to Harvard. (laughs) They went to Columbia. Okay. I say that. (laughs) Start over. (laughs) Our our guest this week is a comedian and they also work in (laughs) karma. All right, let's do it again. That'd be a fun job. (laughs) I work in karma. I come back and then I stab your ex-boyfriends for being mean to you. They work in pharma. (laughs) Everybody give us your ears for Jerry Lamb. Hi. Yeah, don't trust my Facebook bio. I I put that I go to Harvard Medical. I'm definitely not a doctor. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed on your Twitter bio, it said that you went to Harvard Medical School. You work for NASA and you're also a comedian. And I was like, holy shit. Elon Musk, you better fucking watch out because Jerry Lim is out for your ass. And then 20 seconds passed and I thought, 
okay, maybe this is a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Write, write, uh, write a Twitter bio for the job you want to have. I love it. <laughs> well, this is the thing. We're just going to say that about you and then you go with it. Okay. Okay. So you did go to Harvard. I did go to Harvard. You do work for NASA. I and do. Your parent, this and is your parents big for our podcast. Brag Let about us have you this. To all okay. of the other parents in the neighborhood. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But before we ask you how you feel, young me, how are you feeling? All right. So here we go. Um, so I am feeling very happy in general. Let's go. Which is crazy because I'm always depressed. Let's go. <laughs> and I think it's because these little things, which is so embarrassing because I feel like uh, there's like that article that, that came out in the New York Times about like how our, our, our like bodies are not made to think. Mm. So like when we, when you feel like I'm, I'm very, very paraphrasing here. This, <laughs> the person that wrote this is probably going to kill the themselves. Mo- the most <laughs> The most paraphrase. I'm like, they just said. Like, <laughs> the person that wrote this is like, oh, please stop. You're the, butchering this. The, the author is probably on a first date. It's like, you know, I just love knowing that I'm doing work, purposeful work, where I am bestowing this knowledge and these great stories to these people. And meanwhile, we're on our podcast. Like, we read this article where they're thinking, we're paraphrasing. We're crazy. not supposed to think. <laughs> so the, the article is like, it's called something like humans are not made to think or something like that. And it said that when you're feeling like we're, you know, we tend to like when we feel bad, we think that it's like, oh, it's because like I have an issue with my partner or I'm I'm, like doing poorly at work or something. But it's like most of the time it's just like you're thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) Your body's like, yeah, I feel like shit because I slept two hours last night. But then we're like, no, it's because of coronavirus and the state of politics. It's Donald Trump. Like that's like. So then it was like whenever you're feeling like crap, just like that's why people keep saying things like just did you drink water? How much sleep did you have? Like, Um, it sounds really stupid, but then I was like, like when you feel like crap, instead of being like, Oh, it's because this stuff's going wrong in my life. It's probably because I need water or something. So I started doing that and it's like really help. Whoa. Yeah, I did. I actually went to Harvard. Wait, so what have you, what have you done differently now? So I, I start, I, well, whenever I feel like crap, I'm like, just drink water, breathe. It's not, you're not spiraling because of your finance. Obviously everything sucks. My finances are the shit. Like, shitter I have a you know everything's going to hell (laughs) but like when I feel bad for the most part it's like it's not because of those issues that are mentally affecting me it's because I literally have not had water or something so I like shifted how I thought about like when I feel bad Uh I'm like okay I just need to get more sleep drink some water and I started taking vitamin d and now I'm like I feel better because because like those are abstract things that are actually really going wrong in my life and they're horrible things but in the moment like my body doesn't really fully understand that do you know what i mean like it's Mm -hmm. not like oh the economy is crashing and that's like my body's freaking out about that it's freaking out because it's dehydrated you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. like so that's helped me like shift my my idea of like when i feel bad but i just wanted to say something i also feel very happy about brian and my relationship because brian and i had a fight this week yeah we did and then we like talked it out and it was like so so constructive and healthy like i feel like i'm so proud of brian and i like we you know, obviously we work together. We talk to each other a lot. We communicate. And I'm like really proud because I don't know if I've ever had this like healthy of a relationship 
a friend relationship with somebody mm-hmm. where nice. we literally we will like we're both fire signs so we get upset and I can like sit, we're just like <laughs> but then it's like <laughs> but then we like talk it out you know what I mean yeah no I'm not gonna lie I was pretty upset at you but then I was also very upset at you yeah I was very upset at I you like I was more upset and you were more upset but then you know before we had our phone call yeah I chugged all the water in my Nalgene Oh, is that what happened? Really? And then that gave me the clarity to have a constructive conversation. See? <laughs> yeah. And then, no, but then our conversation was really good. Yeah. And we were upset, but we didn't get angry at each other. We yeah. talked it out. Yeah. And I understood where you're coming from. Right. And I felt like you heard where I was coming from. Yeah. What, one thing that I found helpful in conflict resolution is something that my manager told me, who was a psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, he said that, Oftentimes when he's treating patients, it's not like you're not sitting on opposite ends of a table Mm. and and where it can easily become very personal or it's like, you're not doing this. Fuck you. Um, But instead, he always imagines himself sitting on the couch with them where Uh it's like we're on the same team here. It's not it's not you damaging this or me damaging this. It's like we're a team and we're sitting Mm -hmm. on the same couch and let's tackle this. Th- tertiary which is the problem together that's so awesome because i i definitely felt that from you when we were discussing it it yeah. was like oh like you know i was upset but that's interesting because like i never i feel like i never feel that way with you you know i never feel like we're like battling each other i'm like right. i feel like most of the time we're on the same page yeah and then we have like these little you know like disagreements and I'm like, but you're on, you're on, you're on the same page as me. So come on, let's like, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. talk through this. So that's helpful. Also, before I move on to asking Brian, how he feels, I just want to say this because I was having dinner with my friend and she loves a podcast yeah. and she was like, I have to ask you something. Uh-huh. She was like, have you ever had sex with Brian? Wow. <laughs> and I have to say this for the listeners. You heard it here first, folks. We've never had sex with each other. I feel like we should say that. I feel like a lot of people think that. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely gotten hinge messages because my Instagram is connected to it and people will ask like, why are you, is, are you in an open? Is that your girlfriend? Is that your wife? <laughs> it's like, yes, this is my girlfriend. I post about her every single day. <laughs> I love her very much. And I'm on hinge. <laughs> so I just want to put that there. Brian and I have never had sex. We will never have sex. That is my promise to you. It will not happen. I, I know that is true. You're my friend and we have healthy boundaries. Young me is patting Yay. me on the shoulder. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, Brian, how are you feeling? I just finished this book last night that left me feeling incredibly inspired and left me in tears. I've been reading a lot of fiction, so I decided to switch things up a bit and read a nonfiction book. So I read this book called Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. That's nonfiction? It's a nonfiction book about the founder of Nike. And how he started Nike. And Mm. uh, it's been recommended to me by a few friends, but for whatever reason, I've always kind of just avoided it because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to fucking read about the founder of Nike. Fuck that. But oh my God, it is incredible. It's inspiring. It's so inspiring. So inspiring. And I cried and we all know how it ends. My Nike is 
Nike and, you know, he obtains his dreams. I always cry whenever I read stories about people who overcome a lot of adversity right. to make their dreams happen. Then I started to feel a little bit bad about myself because rather than just absorbing that story and then letting it affect me in a positive way, mm -hmm. then I start to compare my own experiences mm -hmm. to those of Phil Knight's. Right. Oh. And then I'm like, I really, really hope that one day I can, in my life story, I can get to that happy ending that Phil Knight obtained like all of his dreams. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm plodding along and I'm on the right track, but I still don't feel confident saying that I've gotten there. And then I started spiraling. Mm. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's hard. That's uh, I guess how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> That is a, such an interest. Sorry, I'm like processing that because I feel like I feel that so much. Yeah. And that is like such an interesting thing because I feel like for me, mm -hmm. that gets in the way of a lot of stuff that I want to get done. Mm -hmm. Like right. when I start doing that comparison. I, I was just lying in bed late at night last night and just being like, what am I? I'm such a loser. Like this isn't <laughs> what I... This is, you know, well, and I mean, it's not healthy. That's what I mean. That yeah. gets in the way because when you start to compare right. is when you, you know. But then it's those thoughts. It shuts me completely down sometimes. Discredit the entire message or the inspiration behind the book in that, yeah. you know, uh, this is for creatives and many entrepreneurs that that feeling is constant where you're not mm -hmm. enough. And, mm. and it, you know, Phil Knight's whole thing was like, you just have to trudge along and there's going to be a lot of haters and people who don't believe in you. And mm -hmm. you just have to work really hard. And that, yeah. Yeah. I just want to say like, I, I feel that way too. And I feel like that's caused so much harm in my life. Yeah. Like that comparison feeling. Right. Because for me, my reaction to feeling like that is it like freezes me up mm -hmm. and it, makes me depressed and it makes me stop trying in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It, so which is like such a weird reaction to that. Like right. if I see someone that's successful, I'm like, Oh, that person's so successful. I'm never going to be like them. And then I was like sitting in bed <laughs> for eight days, like eating ice cream, you know? And like, right. and so I've worked on not feeling that way because I know that it causes me harm. Yeah. Mm. So no, it, it's not constructive. Mm. It's not constructive. I like, mean, I feel yeah. good even doing this podcast right now sitting here mm -hmm. because this is active. This is an actionable item that yeah. like gets me closer to my uh, career goals, you know? Right. So that's where I'm at. I'm in a happy place when I'm creating content like this. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. But you know, the, during we, we're not doing this 24 mm seven. -mm. And so, I mean, no one is though. No one's working on their craft 24 seven. You need time to drink water <laughs> and sleep and recharge. Maybe I just haven't drank enough water. See, that's the, that's the key to everything. It's just, you need to drink some water. Yeah. But in any case, the book is uh, very, it's incredible. And I highly recommend it to our listeners. But um, I, I just want to say really quick, like, I feel like it's so important that you said that about the inspirational stories, because yeah. I just, I feel like I just came to a place in my life where that wasn't like making me feel like shit about myself. Mm. Like I, I, it was so hard for me to read stories like that or like see people that were successful and be around them without yeah. feeling like a total failure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like just recently I've like come to this like new place where I'm like, okay with 
being a failure yeah. and like <laughs> like I don't know yeah, what's yeah, shifting yeah, on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I suck yeah. I suck <laughs> like, like I just recently feel like I can look at people now with success and be like oh my god that's great I'm so happy for them and not turn it around to hurt myself yeah so I feel oh, like that's your important. secret I think water it's, and vitamin D, water. baby. It's just, I just drank some water and I got enough sleep. <laughs> Who knew that was the answer? No, but um, no, but I, I think, what is my secret to that? I, I think it was because I, I think it was because I, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but I think I heard somebody that was successful say something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, that feeling never goes away. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like this is like some pop singer who's seeing how I feel. So I have to work on this feeling instead of thinking if I just achieve this milestone, I'm going to stop feeling like that. Cause yeah. that's not true. Right. Like maybe right. if you become like a world famous actor, you, you think that's the thing that's going to make it stop. No, but that's not. Absolutely You're, you not. could still be there and feel like that about yourself. So mm-hmm. just the, so totally. The path is to try to get rid of that feeling. Feeling this feels like therapy. My goodness. <laughs> so, uh, $200 after you can Venmo me. <laughs> Jerry, how are you feeling? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I will say that I do feel that I actually just talked to my therapist about this. Um, I think, I think that feeling of like looking at others and then being like, like comparing is, is something I relate to a lot just because like I'm in my mid twenties now and it's like, I see other, um, and like maybe you guys can relate to this, but like you see other comedians, especially cause of like social media, you see like 22 year olds and like they're on Netflix. They have like, you know, thousands and thousands of followers. Like a lot of people think they're funny. Like they're doing so much better, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's, it's enough to make you feel like shit, you know, like it's, it's like this, uh, will will I ever be good enough? Um, kind of feeling, um, to yeah. make it. So I feel that I feel that, um, how else am I feeling? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I don't know if y'all saw, but, um, Elliot page, um, uh, had that announcement this week. And like, I was like, who, who is Elliot page? Like, I thought it was like a new Billie Eilish. Um, and I was like, <laughs> no, I've seen them before in Juno. They, they just use a different name now. So yeah. that was cool and inspiring. Um, and everyone took it like super well, like Netflix yeah, instantly great. changed everything. So yeah, pretty good, goods and bads, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that, um, you know, what took me aback by his like statement, I was like, yes. And then I was kind of like, why are you writing this? Like anybody would care. And then I was like, this is the first person in Hollywood Mm. to like come out as trans. And I was like, holy shit. What? Do you know what I mean? Like it is a big deal for me. I, I feel like, you know, for us, obviously, not to say it like this, but like we live in New York and we, we see things all the time like yeah. that right, But right. for the rest of like America. This is a huge deal. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. And then I was like, Oh, this is amazing. This is like a huge deal. Yeah. 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 I think, I think it's very common to see trans people who have made it like Laverne Cox, but like for oh, right, Elliot right. page, it's like, Oh, like this is a person who we knew as one gender and then we got to see them transition. So I think that's really cool and powerful. Um, yeah, totally. It's nice. And it's all, yeah. I, and I have to remind myself that it require it's these big announcements that that's what insights change because I remember like 
when Ellen DeGeneres came out as gay, there were like magazines covers like, yep, I'm gay. But at the time, everyone's like, holy shit, what the, what, what, this is yeah. bananas, you know? Yeah. And now it's like totally not a thing, which is- So what? Like, right, right. I mean, but, but here's the crazy thing. I feel like even now, like for Hollywood, especially and mainstream media, it would still be a big thing. If anyone, you know, if people come out as gay, it's like a big thing for them. But I will say it's, I think it has gotten a lot more tolerant and accepting than it was back in the early nineties. Right. Yeah. Wait, oh, easily. Right. I, was, yeah, yeah. I was just, it was just like this idea of like, um, I don't know. Um, I feel like when I watch celebrities and they always like make an announcement like, oh, I'm gay or, oh, I'm trans. Um, and like, you know, everyone comes out at their own pace, whatever self-identity um, is its own journey. But I feel like a lot of celebrities go up their path of success as like straight and cis. And then when they've made it, they come out, which is like kind of demoralizing in its own way. Cause then it's mm -hmm. like, okay, so you're telling me that like, as a trans person, I could not make it if like I had done, you know, does, does that make sense? Like, am I making yeah. sense? I feel like, yes. yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of complex emotions, I think. I mean, I have like a disdain and like a dislike for, you know, like mainstream media because it, it does force you to be like straight, cis, white, Mm -hmm. very attractive, very thin. That's the right. person, that's the only person that'll make it. Yeah. And then, you know, once you make it, you can do whatever you want, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> that, yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. And it's just annoying. It's like, why can't we just come out at Raw Dog and be who we are and then make <laughs> it, right? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it, there's layers to appeal, but he could have not done this at all and just yeah. kept that a secret. And yeah. 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 Big for us in the Asian community. <laughs> 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 oh goodness! Yeah. Next um, week, Elliot Page. I am also. I forgot to include. I am also Asian. We're claiming him. Elliot Page is Asian. <laughs> He's ours now. Um. All right. So I'm really excited to have you on, Jerry. Um. Because I feel like I love your social media pre presence, and I feel like a lot of the stuff that you talk about is so smart and so interesting. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Wait, why are you looking like that? You're like, what? I, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I like, I feel like I tweet out and like just put out mental diarrhea sometimes. So like, <laughs> it's very kind of you to say that it's smart. <laughs> Aw, but I feel like that's what tweeting is. It's mental, it's mental diarrhea. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, but I'm also excited to have you on because you are the first guest that we've had that is gender non-binary. And cool. that's- yeah, look at us. <laughs> look at us. I don't know. Um, and I feel like, you know, there are a lot of things that I want to ask you because of that, um, specifically related to being Asian. Mm -hmm. Just what are your thoughts on like being Asian and being like gender non-binary? At the same time. At the same time. At the same okay. time. Multi okay. Multitasking. Because I can definitely isolate the things. Um, yeah. Okay, great. This, this is so good. I just talked about this in therapy. You guys caught me at a good time. Oh, um, good. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about um, uh, transitioning and like, I, I don't know if I'll ever do it. Um, it's like this very big and sometimes permanent decision, um, usually permanent. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think what's interesting is that um, 
Um, my parents are immigrants. I think, uh, I don't know about y'all, but like, uh, I think a lot of Asian Americans obviously have immigrant parents. And where did um, they immigrate? Where, where are they from originally? They're from the Philippines. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, a lot of immigrants, you know, don't have any kind of generational wealth. Um, and therefore we have a lot of class anxiety, right? Like my, my parents were always like, you know, super traditional. Everyone's heard it like the be the lawyer, doctor, engineer. Um, and like, I think parasite is like a really good explanation of that. It's just like a sense of class anxiety and like w- they're probably just scared because um, they want something that's like tangibly wealthy um, and like easily accumulates money, right? Um, and so like kind of relating these two conversations of like, oh, you have to look like cis, het, white, you know, whatever um, to succeed. I think that's also relevant on even like not a fame level, but just like climbing corporate ladders and like mm-hmm. making it through the world. And so, you know, uh, you guys can probably relate to this, but like growing up, my parents drilled it into me at a very young age. Oh, we're different. Like we're not, you know, we're not white. Um, mm. you know, we're not from here. So life's going to be hard. And, you know, at the time, um, like they're like, you're also a woman and like, you know, all these things. Um, so life is going to be hard. So like mm. I was even, I feel like class anxiety weirdly plays a role in a decision to transition for me. Um, Like just because like, I'm so afraid to like make that leap. It makes such a permanent decision. And it's just like, how much harder will life be um, if like, I do decide to go through with that. And then like all the other Asian luggage of like telling, telling the family and bringing dishonor and like, um, yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I guess like one perk is like, I won't have to change my name because Jerry's pretty good either way. But yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, that's, that's what's been going on in my head lately about being like Asian and non-binary. Um, yeah. Did you always know that you were non-binary or like you described that really strict immigrant upbringing, did that ever come into conflict with your own internal like identity acceptance? Yeah. Um, so I, when did I realize I was good? I think I realized at like a really young age, um, and like maybe you guys have felt this too, but like Mm -hmm. you, when you're young, like you, you have feelings for things, but you don't know the name of them and you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like maybe like you realize like, Oh, like everyone around me is white and I'm not. Um, and like at a young age, I was like raised around a bunch of like, um, Filipino guys in our Filipino family community. Um, and I think even at like some age subliminally, I was like, I think I want to be a boy Um, Mm. or like, I wish I was a boy, um, Mm. things like that. And then like this year, just being locked inside and not going anywhere or, and like, you know, being locked with my thoughts. I, I really wanted to, I wish I could do research on this, but I, I swear to God, I have seen more people come out about their gender in this one year because of the pandemic than I have right. in like any other year. And I, I mean like, yeah, okay. Like progressive, you know, as a society, we're hopefully becoming more progressive, but like, I really think it has something to do with like the fact that we are locked in a box and yeah. like have for the most part, no one but ourselves um, yeah. or anything yeah. to distract us. So I think I've always known, but like growing up has been a journey of like putting words to it. Right. Well, right. I just feel like gender 
I don't know. This is like from my experience with my gender at a young age, you know, like just talking off the thing that you said about like things that you feel without knowing words to it. Like, you know, like I always liked things that were like heteronormative, female, femi things like glitter, mm-hmm. sparkly, la la la. But like, <laughs> it felt like I want to be a princess, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my, I don't know. Even when I was a kid, I was kind of like, this is, so, I, I don't know. I don't even know if like, this is like a conversation I want to start, but it's just like, it just felt like dress up, you know? Yeah. Like it was yeah. just like things that were like added on to me where even when I was a kid, I was like, I like glittery like hair ties, but that's like, not like, it's like a, it's like a, a layer of mask or something. Do you know mm, what I mean? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that's my, like my thing to it. And it's just like, what are you comfortable putting on your body? Right. Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, that's that's what gender is though, right? Like that's what, it's like, it's just performing and like putting stuff on. So like, yeah, glitter is perfect for that. Yeah. And then, but even like, I I feel like what I wanted to say was like, even as a kid, I kind of knew it was kind of like, I'm just putting something on me. Mm, You know what I I mean? Like it's it's not, it's not like, so I guess this is my argument against people that are so bought into gender and it being part of like who a person is and it's real you know like mm-hmm. biologic gender and stuff like that is that like I don't even know I feel like even as a kid like we already knew that it was sort of like a play you know yeah yeah I think I think kids do know is the thing is like yeah um I think like at a young age I or even you may have heard of like kids reaching for boys dressing for or sorry boys reaching for dresses or like girls playing with like boy things like I think I think yeah. it's it's fun doesn't have a gender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that's such an interesting point that you made about like, well, it's funny because that point that you made about your parents being immigrants and they're, they're being like, okay, we need to like create wealth really fast. You know, like you have to be a doctor or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, we have to like, there's no room for you to sort of like skew off the path of Mm -hmm. like as normal as possible. Cause this is what we're trying to do to fit in. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's such an interesting thing that you said right after the discussion about Elliot page and like Hollywood and what people expect you know there's like this like straight and narrow path mm-hmm. and like any skewing off of that is like especially for like children of immigrants is mm-hmm. like <gasps> totally yeah I mean, how did how did your parents take it they don't know <laughs> <laughs> i haven't i like mm. i came out to them as gay in oh god i think 2017 or 2018 and like mm-hmm. that was just so big of a blow up that like, I was like, I don't even know how to explain non-binary to like my American friends. So like, you know, people. So like, I don't want to explain that to my parents. And like, I Mm. have not figured out the hurdle of like, okay, like I want to yeet these teats. I want to, you know, (laughs) like I want to take tea. Like, I don't, I don't know. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if I'll ever do it. Yeah. How (laughs) does that make you feel though? I mean, some days, like, honestly, it's one silver lining of the pandemic is like, it's fine because like, I'm not going out and about. So like, if Mm -hmm. I don't want to wear a bra, I don't have to, you know, I mean, I guess like, I don't have to regardless, but like specifically, like I'm in my PJs right now, you know, like I'm Mm -hmm. in my bed. Um, So like right now it's fine. And I think because the U.S. can't get its shit together, it's going to be like this for a while. Um, 
I will say like um, my friend Aaron Yin has a good joke about representation that like sometimes it's a good thing, but sometimes it's a bad thing. Like when mm-hmm. in Crazy Rich Asians, like there are all those like beautiful Asian people and it's like, ah, oh, I could look like that, but I don't. Um, <laughs> and um, there's this uh, Asian trans person named Chella Man um, mm-hmm. and he he is genderqueer and transitioned um and he he's like beautiful and muscular and it's just like for me like yay representation like cool there's like this trans asian person but like at the same time it's like so you're telling me like if i took the leap if i gathered my guts i could look like that and i could be happy but i'm scared so i can't um so it's it's hard it's a lot of like feeling like i'm in a box and like it's just like um I feel a lot of pressure to succeed um in in literally anything anything Mm -hmm. like you know like comedy like okay I better end up with a Netflix special so like finally I can achieve my gender dream you know like it's it's stupid like what kind of line of thinking is that um but it's like the line of thinking I have Mm -hmm. uh just because of like I don't know um I, I I'm not Cause like I have to take care of myself. And then like, I also, I don't know if you guys um, have this like secret oath with like your parents, but like my parents investment is me. Um, That's their safety net. So like when they retire, it's like, I got to take care of them. Um, Nursing homes are for white people. (laughs) Um, So I don't, I I don't know. Lots of, lots of like anxiety over money. Um, And I miss being young, like really, really tiny and not worrying about it. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm just hearing like the same thing sort of mm-hmm. coming up, which is like, which I, I don't know. This reminds me a lot of how Brian, like a lot of the discussions that I've had with Brian, where it's like a lot of people that have like immigrant parents, a lot of Asian Americans, um, it, you know, you feel this responsibility. Like you said, the secret oath, I'm your investment. Yeah. And then also I have to be like, as like normal as possible because this is this was hard for us and like right, right. and the and the feeling that you have of just being like owing them you know like the responsibility and that's like a lot of pressure and i can't imagine you know you telling us that you haven't told your parents about this and i i know that there's so many people listening right now who are in the same situation as you whether it's like i mean this is this is the crazy thing about like asian americans and people who have immigrant parents it's like not even about like your sexuality or your gender or whatever it's like a lot of things sometimes it's just like i want to be an actor i'm taking improv after work <laughs> like you just can't uh-huh. your, you can't tell your parents that they're gonna be so mad <laughs> my parents don't even know i do stand up so oh my oh. god uh, do you know what i mean so i feel like a lot of people listening right now are like I can't tell my parents that I'm vegan <laughs> they're gonna be so upset <laughs> well think about how many tradition, like traditional dishes like it doesn't really matter what Asian ethnicity yeah. you are most Asian cultures have like meat and eggs like have you ever seen a Filipino menu if you're vegan it's game over how dare you oh, do yeah. this to our, co- our, our ancestors <laughs> right you bring shame to our ancestors what are you gonna eat on New Year's every step everything that's like not you know in that path is just such a thing that you have to hide from them yeah Mm -hmm. that's hard and i and i have talked about it before young me where um i 
interpret the way my parents have raised me as like their investment for me. And I, you know, I used to impose a lot of pressure on myself and feel a lot of guilt and lots of comparison anxiety. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I think my parents have sensed that recently and it was all in my head, honestly, really, really. Yeah. Like they would say, they would say things like, oh, we sent you to this school and supported you in this and that. And um, when I expressed my, the shitty feeling that I had and this like feelings of worthlessness because I wasn't living up to that investment, like the Mm -hmm. ROI was horrible. Um, (laughs) Like, I don't know, but maybe maybe it's just they've gotten older and their perspective has shifted, but... Um, they made it very clear that they're like supportive of Mm -hmm. my career pursuits and that this feeling of like worthlessness is all it's entire. It's a lot of it is self-imposed on myself, Mm -hmm. but it's hard to, you know, it's hard to uncouple that and detangle that because I, I, I I do want to be like a dutiful and like, good son yeah yeah like yeah Mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah, i I totally i get that and that sentiment resonates with me yeah i think that feeling is healthy it's obviously nice for you to want to like be good to your parents and that's there's nothing wrong with that but i think the feeling of like not being good enough that's the unhealthy thing and jerry you mentioned how you know you were like I need to have this Netflix special because that's what's going to make me a successful comedian. But you're doing, at least from my side of things, like you're doing a lot of really cool shit. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. And that is, you know, like for one, namely like you're a comedian and then you work in pharma, but you also got a master's in public health. That's a fucking flex. And uh, you're also a photographer and you have this series called Chasing Color Project. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, like, are these, these three things, are these like compartmentalized outlets for you or is there like a unifying force behind all of your work? It's, um, it's all a cry for help. (laughs) 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 My message is Uh, help me. I just imagine it's like a scary movie and then in the sound like in the sauna someone's writing something and then the kid's like mommy did you see that and it's like disappears when the mom looks (laughs) um I think I I don't know like on one hand I I do I do want to say like I I enjoy comedy like I I hate like this you know and I'm sure you guys feel the same way like there's there's nothing nothing like standing in front of a bunch of strangers and like making them all laugh like that hit of serotonin is like the best feeling in the world (laughs) um or like you know I really love photography and like I actually really like learning about public health I actually went in to study about insurance um which Mm -hmm. is like a very mundane and dry topic but here we are um and like Yes. Like while I did choose these things because I liked, um, I enjoyed all of them. Um, I think, and this is like something that I'm trying to unlearn, I think hopefully, but like at the same time, I can't help but wonder if like, I have like these million and one hobbies, um, because either a, I have undiagnosed ADHD or B, um, it's just like, I'm, I'm secretly hoping that like, 
I'll strike gold and like, I'll be like some undiscovered prodigy. You know what I mean? Like mm. I, yeah. like this undiscovered prodigy and like, I'm really good at it. And like, it's my path to success. Um, when like in reality, like I, I don't think like any of those things work that way. Like, you know, like it's like that book you read, like it's all about like putting in time and hard work. Um, mm-hmm. What you said just, is just encapsulates so much of my constant feeling so yeah. well. And <laughs> one, I think, I've considered maybe I have undiagnosed ADHD. I think a lot of us do. (laughs) Right. And I don't know, like similar to you, you know, I've, I feel like I have all these hobbies because initially I thought I was going to be a doctor, but then I didn't go to med school and then I did stand up. But then, then I did, I was like, no more stand up. I'm going to do acting. And then now I have this podcast and I think like I'm following my instinct, but on paper, this kind of just looks like someone who takes on all these projects and then just gives up halfway yeah. through. Mm. And I have to convince, I have to tell myself, like, I just have to have more trust in my instincts and trust in, and self-belief in myself. And I, I, I know it's there, even if sometimes like the percent, like the battery needs to be juiced and I need to drink more water to juice it. But you know what? All these disparate experiences and these projects I'm taking on, like it, it's going to come together. I just have to figure out and I think I'm getting closer just a way to blend it where it all makes sense. And at times I'm like, man, I wish I didn't dislike like my pre-med studies so much because then life would be so much easier. It would just be straight shot, like graduated, went to med school, now I'm in residency and I'm probably engaged now, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But that, that version of Brian would have been like, damn, I really wish I had a podcast. (laughs) What's this woman that everyone thinks is my girlfriend? (laughs) I'm just laughing because I like Cedar sinai Hospital. There's a neurosurgeon who's taking a cancerous tumor out of a patient. Fucking wish I had a podcast, bro. bro. I'm sick of this shit. (laughs) I I hear all the time about med school students that drop out just because like they're like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. This is another question that we like to ask our guests, and that is, who do you date? Who do, who do I date? Yeah. yeah. Do you have a type? Oh, do I have a type? Um, well, Are you dating? Who do you date? Do you have a type? <laughs> yes, I, um, I'm not dating because I ha- I'm, I'm not dating around, but I am dating my partner, um, whom I live with. Um, mm-hmm. Their name is Ashni. Um, she's also a comedian. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, she tends to do more um, writing work. Um, yeah. uh, they're a contributor for Reductress, which I did not get, but Ashni did. And <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun time in this household. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's great because, like, she's so fucking funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, no, I'm not dating around, but I am dating. Yeah. So. That's, that's interesting and, you brought that up yeah. because... What is it like to date someone who is in a similar line of work? Like, is there competition and does that ever <laughs> it seep into? It sounds like there's a little bit of competition. <laughs> What's it like to date someone that's funnier than you? Um, <laughs> that would bother me. Uh, oh, um, yeah, I would say that. I think, I think there is a sense of like competition and like we do like get in fights about it. But I will say that in some ways the... Uh, pandemic has like I don't want to say helped but like I'm not doing I'm literally like this is the first comedy related thing that I've done since March mm. um Whoa. so so it's it's uh it's been okay but like lift 
the quarantine and give us the vaccine and we'll see if we're still together by then. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're both fire signs too. So like, nice. um, yeah, I mean, like it's nice, but it's also like everything's a competition. Even if Wait. we say it's not, it is. What yeah. are your signs? We're both Sagittarius. Nice. Yes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I knew I liked you. Um, well, here, this is what I this is what I want to ask, and this is a little sorry to switch. It's a little serious. You have not, so you you came out to your parents as gay. So do they mm. know that you are with your partner? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. They, okay. Uh, they they they've met Ashni. Um, granted, so my parents are in Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> lol. And <laughs> is that they, where you grew up? Whoa. Well, cause, no, because I was going to ask because you said insurance when you said insurance and oh. my ex-husband's from the South, too. And I noticed that when you're from the South, you say it, insurance, which Brian also says it because you're you from Texas. It? Insurance. You're from Texas? Yeah, yeah. I'm from Texas. Nice, nice. Our, uh, lots of Texans love our insurance. <laughs> so whenever I hear someone go insurance, I'm like, insurance. ooh, Asian from the South. Wait, how do you say insurance? <laughs> I say insurance. Insurance. Like the in is very insurance. short. Oh. Oh. oh the, I, it's not insurance. It's my, insurance. My stupid brain thought when you mentioned insurance, mm-hmm. I was like, is Alabama famous for its insurance? <laughs> <laughs> when you said you worked in insurance, I was like. <laughs> Clearly you must be from Alabama. Okay, so you're yeah. from Alabama. They're mm-hmm. in Alabama. They, they've met your partner. Mm-hmm. Your parents um, have met your partner. How did that yes. go? So they've met my partner. Um, my parents are very quiet and shy people. So like mm. I, uh, it was, it was literally like what my mom likes to say, a silent movie in that no one talked. No oh, one talked through dinner. so awkward. Um, twice. Oh, oh God. Twice. Oh. Um, yeah. So I'm waiting. They, we were supposed to go to Alabama this year and like um, spend some time with them so they could get to know Ashni like in a in, in a longer time <laughs> so frame. So they could not talk at home instead of not right. talking at a restaurant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like meanwhile, um, so in March when the pandemic happened, we were like, or not happened, the quarantine started. Um, we were, we like fucking panicked and, um, Ashni's from New Jersey. So like mm. literally the day before they announced it, I think we like packed our bags and like ran away to their place in wow. New Jersey. And I spent three months with Ashni's parents. So Whoa. yeah. What was that so, like? Um, it was, <laughs> it was different in the sense that like they're vegetarian and I am not i love eating (laughs) green barbecue and meat and spam um and so that was definitely an adjustment but like it was i was so thankful because like it was i could not have been in new york at that time because i at the time i lived in like an eight by ten shoebox of a room that didn't get natural sun um so like I literally like owe my life to them um, during that time. Uh, so yeah, we, I, I think we get along. I, I think we get along great. 
I've helped put up their Christmas tree last week. So wow, <laughs> were you talking or was it just no talking? It was also <laughs> no talking. Over vegetarian food. <laughs> I love being Asian American because we're just like our whole thing is going to your friend's house and not talking to their parents. <laughs> Sitting in the same room, not saying anything. And then when you leave, they're like, oh, see you later. Oh, I like young me. You just have to be polite. That's what it yeah. Take off your shoes. Um, say yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Thank you. Please. And that's that's it. That's all it and takes to get. if you're at a restaurant, get- secretly pay the bill and you're, you're golden for the rest or, of life. Or will they be a sh- filled with shame and then hate you? <laughs> I don't know. You never know with Asian parents. That's They're going to be like, how dare you? You, you made a, you made a, you shamed my ancestors. You made us <laughs> I'm look a bad. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Man, when you mentioned that, that brought up some memories for me where I've, this, I have had some of the quietest dinners with my parents where all you can hear is just utensils clinking on the plate. Like and the I'm worst. like, this is the worst. Yeah. Get me out of here. Every time I'm, every time I'm around like my Asian friends, parents, or if I'm dating like an Asian person and their parents are there, I'm like, not gonna, not gonna say anything. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. just gonna sit here and eat, uh, eat everything that they give me. And then I'm going to leave. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly that. Um, if it weren't for the news playing in the TV background, like we, my parents and I probably wouldn't talk either. Like it's, that's how we spend quality time together. Just watching TV in a room. Yeah, silently. Please don't make me talk to my parents. Oh my gosh. Um, what is something that you're proud of? Oh man. Um, the other day I made a grilled cheese and I put Munster and Swiss in it and it was pretty good. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, all my plants are still alive. Um, uh, I'm proud of not fucking killing myself after this whole pandemic thing. Um, I guess it's not after yet, but um, yeah, I don't know. I really struggled with my mental health for a while. Um, right. I think... Yeah, so I would say, and this sounds so cheesy, but here we're, you know, I already told you guys a lot, so whatever. Um, I'm just like proud of where I am, I guess. And like, Mm -hmm. I think just like being able to acknowledge that like I'm proud of like where I am and like trying, um, hopefully, powering, like taking that to decide where I want to go next um, in terms of life um, is enough. Um, I think like, my early twenties, God, I hate that I can say that my early twenties, um, was a lot of it was spent like just being on full throttle Mm. all the time. Um, kind of going back to our earlier conversations. And then like, now it's like, I'm going to fucking die one day and I need to figure out like how I can be happy instead of like trying to think about like miles ahead. You know what I mean? Like I want to think more about now. Um, so like I'm proud of realizing that because I think it it could be possible to go, you know, what's that saying? It's like a stupid cheesy saying, like a, a lot of people have lives but don't really live or something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah so stuff like that. Wow. What about you guys? I feel so similar in everything that you've just said throughout this episode because in the book Shoe Dog, like Phil Knight <laughs> before, I'm sorry, but- Sponsored. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, this. Uh, he he does take like a sabbatical where he just travels a lot 
and mm-hmm. it, he, he, it informs his experiences later on in his business ventures. But, you know, you're being hard on yourself for being in your mid 20s and how to say your early 20s. Like, I think I literally looked at myself in the mirror two days ago. and was like, man, you spent your entire 20s on full throttle. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I, I need to live, you know, most of my mm-hmm. 20s were spent in damp, dank bars mm-hmm. at open mics. And yeah. I convinced myself that it's great because I'm living the dream. This is what it takes. This is the ultimate sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like that's a little bit um, misleading because mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know when I look back and I, who knows, like, God forbid, but if an accident were to happen, like what my, my most of my life was spent like in the trenches, you know? Yeah. Maybe, I need to live more. Maybe like I'm hearing from Ryan and you, Jerry, that like your, uh, you know, like the comparison thing earlier on this episode and feeling like regret for things like that. Maybe it's the difference between us is that I'm a little older than you because mm. I did go through a lot of that. And I feel like there's this big thing. Like, how old are you, Jerry? Do you mind if I ask? I just turned 26. Oh. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck. I'm a solid 10 years older than you. I'm a solid 10 years older than you. Young me, when I first met you, I thought like we were we were very close in age, just okay, for but, the record. So this is the thing, like, but I remember when I was 25 and um, you know, like even your age, Brian, like I was just like just coded in this constant feeling that I was a fucking failure and that mm-hmm. I wasted my youth and that I wasn't good enough and I wasn't doing anything that all these other people were doing. There were all these 22 year olds that were like rich and blah, blah, blah. And I constantly felt that way. And now I'm looking back being like, I had so much fucking time. If I just stopped thinking like a fucking loser and just went out and did whatever I wanted, I like, what the hell was I thinking? Like mm-hmm. I was just a kid and I feel like there's some sort of weird thing that happens in your 20s where you're made to feel like you are a failure because like there's constant like 18 year olds that are like famous in the media but yeah. and I think I and I think I like move, like I grew out of that and now I'm in this place where I was like oh that was all fucking bullshit yeah and I think that's the main difference between you two and me because I'm like I've passed that phase and now I'm like oh that was just bullshit that I was like making up in my head like what you were saying like oh that was like a lot of like I mean that was like a different topic but a lot of those negative feelings are self-imposed like no one's Mm -hmm. looking at you and thinking you're too old to not be successful no one's looking at you know anybody and thinking that it's just us in our own head and like what I said earlier about it it's useless because all it did was get in the way like me Mm -hmm. comparing myself made me feel like shit and then I would cry in my bed mm-hmm. and like not do anything about it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, so like you, that feeling is just like, get rid of it. Cause it's like, whether you feel that way or not, you're not going to, it's not going to make you more successful or what, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a useless shame feeling. <laughs> Damn. Holy shit. Young Let's man. Away. Shame Yo, has no, this like, water gives- and vitamin D is hitting. Drink some right. water. <laughs> Like, it doesn't matter if you feel like that or not. Yeah. It just like, throw it away. It's shame as a useless emotion. It doesn't do anything for you. It's not going to, it's not going to make you the founder of Nike tomorrow just because you feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. just throw it away and just like keep moving. I'm 30 fucking, I'm going to be 36 next week, Jerry. And I'm, we're in the same, we're in the same open mic circuit. <laughs> like, why do you feel bad? You have 10 years. 
And as soon as this podcast as Jerry's going to go to their partner and say, yo, this podcast makes me feel fucking good. I got 10 years. You got 10 years. <laughs> if, if you do nothing uh, in 10 years, we're going to be in the same place. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll reconvene. Let's see. Wow. Don't, who gives a crap? No one cares. I love it. You should write That's a memoir. Good. I should. Yeah. No one gives a you shit. I'm wearing a $10 shirt I bought from Amazon.com. <laughs> this man's a billionaire. You know, who gives a fuck? $10 shirt by <laughs> young me mayor. <laughs> I drank uh, some water today. I feel amazing. <laughs> vitamin D. Vitamin D. It's all about the vitamin D. Uh, I feel like I feel like I'm Joe Rogan. Guys, vitamin D. <laughs> I buy vitamin D CBD oil. Instead of DMT, it's just vitamin D. That's all it takes. Um, Jerry, well, that wraps up our time on this podcast. And for our listeners out there, where can they find you and your, your work? Ooh. Um, so on most, mo- most, in, on most socials, I'm um, Jerry Aki. So that's G-E-R-R-I-E-Y-A-K-I. I I felt like I was in a spelling bee. Haven't done that in a while. Um, (laughs) And then what else? Uh, Yeah, that's most of it. And then I guess if you wanted to look at my photography, that's Chasing Color Project on Instagram. Yeah, Um, can you expand on that a little bit? So Chasing Color Project, uh, I was on Instagram a couple years ago and I was like, man, there are so many white dudes with cameras and all they do is take (laughs) pictures of more white people, mainly women. And I feel like a lot of them use it as an excuse to take or get close to women and be like who are naked. Um, and so I wanted to take pictures of people who were not that and be a person who was not that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and then I was also just like interested in like everyday people. I, I'm not interested in models. I'm interested in like how, everyday people are because like and this this like I think the philosophy behind it is like uh golden hour was made for people of color like it, mm. I, I hate it when white people are always like oh like can you take pictures of me during golden hour I was like with what melanin like that's it, the yeah. sun's not gonna do anything for you um it's <laughs> I think that's where straight off your forehead yeah, exactly that's what that's, you got you got your fucking sunscreen <laughs> yeah that's, that's where twilight <laughs> fucked up like they made, they like, made oh. Edward sparkle it's like, um, um, you got a sunburn from standing in the window during golden hour trying to take a hot selfie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I take um, I take portraits of people of color um, and then like we just talk about not being white um, and uh, I interview them. It's kind of like if Humans of New York um, focused on race, I think is a good way to put it. And yeah, so that's been fun. I do it around New York, but... I haven't lately because pandemic. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, I think that's so great. That's awesome. How about you, Brian? Where can our listeners find you on social media? You guys can find me on socials at It's Brian Park. And what about you, young me? Uh, YM Mayor. And uh, you can follow our Feeling Asian podcast Instagram at Feeling Asian Podcast. And if you are looking for a sound engineer, please hit up Sarah Pack at I am underscore P-A-K-T. And if you enjoyed this episode and our content, please consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash feeling Asian. I think that's it, right? Yep. Yay. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Thanks Jerry. Thanks for having me. Woo. Bye. Bye.